This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So there's a reason that I say that Kuei is my favorite Law of Attraction teacher and why I constantly recommend going back to him. And we've touched upon several of the reasons why already in this podcast. And as this podcast goes along, we will probably continually go back to Kuei and some of the fundamental points that he is saying. To quickly review a few things we've already discussed, the brilliance of Kuei's advice and his philosophy is not his auto-suggestion technique, in my opinion. Auto-suggestion is very powerful, very effective. It's an excellent tool. And if it's taught with the certainty and confidence and, you know, exhibitionism, positive exhibitionism, where you see somebody use auto-suggestion in the, in the way that Kuei did, then it becomes an incredibly powerful technique, which can easily convince you of its power. But that said, in my opinion, it's not auto-suggestion, of which, you know, is one of the main reasons Kuei is still known at all. It is not auto-suggestion that makes Kuei the greatest law of attraction teacher that I have ever read. What makes him the greatest law of attraction teacher is his understanding and practical application of these principles, which is totally devoid of any religious language, is almost always based on very practical psychological language, and which he proved could get really, really great results for people who tried to apply it for themselves. And like I said, if you had a teacher like Kuei helping you to learn how to do it to yourself, it became incredibly effective. But his underlying philosophy is the best I've encountered in regards to the law of attraction. It is so practical, it is so humble, and it is something you can consistently go back to in order to better understand how these principles work and how to better understand how you work and how you function, and when things are going well in your life, why they're going well, and when things are not going well in your life, why they're not going well. Kuei is somebody that you can constantly turn to. Another thing that we've already discussed is that the terms conscious, subconscious, and unconscious have many different meanings, and that the term subconscious and unconscious essentially are the same thing most of the time on a practical level when we're discussing these law of attraction points. Something we have not discussed as much and that I would like to touch upon today is something that Kuei constantly referenced. He said that the unconscious or the subconscious, again, for our purposes, they're the same thing. He said that your unconscious is essentially just your imagination. In other words, your subconscious is your imagination. They are the same thing. This is very powerful to think of and to consider. So I want to read a few quotes from Self-Mastery Through Conscious Autosuggestion. Again, I cannot recommend this book highly enough. It is probably the greatest practical law of attraction book ever written. And um, it's not read by that many people, which is unfortunate. So the first quote I'm going to read is from basically the introduction to the book uh, from a short essay called The Miracle Within which Marguerite Bernard Provence wrote uh, back in, I think, 1920. She visited Kuwait and was uh, 
incredibly impressed by his philosophy and approach. And, you know, she heals herself using Kuei's approach. And uh, she quotes Kuei in the introduction to self-mastery through conscious autosuggestion. And this is what Kuei says. You possess within you an unlimited power, your unconscious being, commonly called imagination. It acts on matter if we but know how to domesticate it. The imagination may be compared to a horse. Improperly harnessed to your carriage and without bridle or reins, that horse may perform all sorts of foolish tricks and cause your death. But harness him properly, drive him with a firm hand, and he will go where you want him to. It is the same with your unconscious self, your imagination. You must direct it for your own good. That's a hell of a quote right there. He's comparing our subconscious or our imagination, for they are the same thing on a practical level. He's comparing our subconscious to a wild horse. And he's saying you can learn how to control this horse. And make it be used for your benefit. You can learn how to control your imagination. And this is from a few pages into Self-Mastery Through Conscious Autosuggestion. He says, It is necessary to realize that there exist within us two beings absolutely distinct from each other. Both are intelligent, but while one is conscious, the other is unconscious. That is the reason why the existence of the latter is not generally recognized. And remember that everything Kuei is saying, when he says unconscious, he means imagination, okay? A couple paragraphs later, he writes, If we compare the conscious with the unconscious, we find that while the conscious is endowed with a very unreliable memory, the unconscious, on the contrary, is gifted with a marvelous memory which registers unfailingly, without our knowing it, every event and every least little thing that happens during our existence. Moreover, it is credulous and accepts without reasoning what it is told. As the unconscious directs and controls the working of all our organs by the intermediary of the brain, an apparently paradoxical effect is produced. That is, when it believes that a particular organ is or is not in proper working order, or that we feel such and such an impression, that organ indeed works properly or badly. Or rather, we have the impression that it does. The unconscious not only presides over the functions of our organism, but also over the performance of all our actions, whatever they may be. The unconscious is what we usually call imagination, and which, contrary to the common belief, always makes us act, even against our will, if there is an antagonism between those two forces. And this, again, is Kuei's famous point about the law of reversed effort. He says, This will, which we so proudly assert, always gives way to the imagination. This is an absolute rule without a single exception. And then, you know, he gives many fantastic examples. Kuei always gives many good examples of, of this principle. A good one, one you might have heard before, is... Suppose we place on the floor a plank 30 feet long and 10 inches wide. It is evident that everybody would be able to walk along that plank from one end to the other without stepping off. Now change the conditions of the experiment and suppose that this plank is placed, let us say, as high as the towers of a cathedral. Where then is the person capable of walking only a single foot along that narrow path made by the board? 
Would you who read this be the one? Doubtless no. You wouldn't take two steps before you began to tremble, and in spite of all the efforts of your willpower, you would certainly tumble to the ground. In other words, if you have a a board that you're going to walk on, and it's a foot off the ground, it's very easy to walk 20 feet on that board. But if you put that board 30 feet off the ground, and you try to walk along it, you're going to fall. And that's got nothing to do with your willpower. That has to do with your imagination. Quay writes, why is it that you do not fall when the plank is on the ground? And how is it that you do fall when it is raised to any great height? Simply because in the first case, you imagine that it is easy to walk to the end of that plank. While in the second case, you imagine that it is impossible. Observe that you may will to walk along it as much as you please. But if you imagine that you cannot, it is absolutely impossible for you to do it. Dizziness is caused by the image formed in our minds that we are going to fall. This image transforms itself immediately into the act in spite of all efforts of our will. And even the more quickly, the more violent our will efforts are to the contrary. So sometimes we get wrapped up and wonder what the subconscious or the unconscious is, and it seems very unfathomable. Your subconscious is your imagination. Is it working with you or is it working against you? We don't have to get that esoteric about this. We can, and that can be beneficial for some people, but we can also simply ask ourselves, what the hell am I imagining right now? Do I feel good about what I'm imagining? If you feel good, generally speaking, you're imagining well. And if you feel bad, you're imagining poorly. You know, and don't beat yourself up if you feel bad. Just recognize that I'm imagining something I do not want as opposed to something that I do want. You see, Kuwait brings this all together and, and pieces this puzzle together in a way that few law of attraction teachers do because he's so practical. And notably, he got much better results working with patients and clients than most law of attraction teachers do who use much more spiritual and esoteric language and talk about the subconscious in a more vague way. You know, Kuwait is very blunt and straightforward and very, very effective. So I always go back to Kuwait in my own life, you know, just trying to understand and apply these principles better for myself. And I think it's really worthwhile to continually keep him in mind, especially when you're struggling with this stuff, because he always brings back the fundamental points. And those are so, so powerful, as we all know. I hope this was helpful.